This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I know there's no such thing as an original idea in this business. Everybody's stealing from everybody else. It's just kind of the way it's done. Uh, you know, people who write columns, they're reading other people, and they're pilfering this and pilfering that and putting their name on it. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of a long tradition in this business. So I will admit up front that this is not an original idea. We are stealing it from Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, who's done more to stop the trans insanity in this country than anybody. He spearheaded the efforts to get state legislatures and governors to, to uh, sign bills stopping chemical castration, stopping sex change surgeries for children. Yesterday, I believe the governor of Missouri signed a bill, which brings the total to, I believe, 19 or 20 states who've stood up and, at, and attempted to stop the madness that is gender ideology, that is trans surgeries and, and, and chemical treatments for confused young children. It's a uh, practice that was done mostly in the shadows for years and years. We've talked about it many times. I talked about it on the radio, which is why I'm not on the radio anymore. Uh, but uh, once people see the light here, once people see the truth, they're just appalled uh, performing sex change surgeries on children, which happened uh, in a lot of places, including Boston Children's Hospital, uh, until people like Matt Walsh came along. And uh, he obviously made the uh, documentary, What is a Woman?, which has uh, over 170 million views on Twitter at this point. Uh, he's, uh, he's exposed many of these hospitals for lying, saying they don't do these procedures on children when in fact they do. And uh, he's tried to stop them. And his latest idea was to have his um, producer pretend to be a confused young man, not a child, an adult, and attempt to get uh, scheduled for a sex change surgery. He's a man, a male, his name is Greg. He called uh, a hospital, spoke to a uh, nurse practitioner, I believe, and it took 22 minutes for her to uh, green light him on his way to, uh, to gender <laughs> surgery. I think, uh, and he got obviously got a lot of publicity for this, as well he should. It's, it's a wild story, disturbing story, and I think we have to go to the next step, Ironhead. So here's your assignment today. It's a Thursday. We'll be done here in an hour. And uh, I want you to get on the phone. Get on the phone with uh, Mass General, maybe, or Boston Children's. Uh, you know, see what you can do. Uh, the producer for Tucker, for, uh, Tucker, for uh, Matt Walsh, didn't go through with it. So I think we got an opening here. I think we got a chance. This could be a scandal. We could expose one of these places. You get on the phone. You might have to... Uh, you know, shave the beard. Just, Dad, forget that. You don't have to shave the beard. Yeah, just, just, just be yourself. Say that you're confused about your gender and you want to get your private parts lopped off and see what you can do. If you can get scheduled for this, if they can approve you for this, we could make news, man. This could go global. So uh, what do you think? You up for it? That's right. I mean, you, you never do anything I ask you to do. I ask for a, I ask for a, a, a guest or ask for you to, you know, you know, for a story and you just kind of look at me with that blank stare. You look at me like FUD <laughs> staring at the TV. You, um, but, you uh, asking for a guest is rare. I, 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 I'll, I call, I'll call somebody. 
No excuses here. That's the rule for producers. At least it was in radio. It doesn't seem to apply to podcast producers, but uh, in radio it was no excuses. Just get the job done. So I need you to schedule a uh, sex change surgery, but unlike Tucker's, why do I keep saying Tucker? Unlike uh, Matt Walsh's producer, I need you to schedule it and go through with it. You think you're up for that? I mean, you know, what the hell? You already got kids. You don't need that. You don't need that stuff anymore. Yeah, I am <laughs> sick of sitting on my balls. So maybe it is. It is amazing. All I'm going to say, it's a long thread Matt Walsh put out there and a long and it's it's kind of a complicated story, but it is amazing. It took a guy who I got to say, he looks kind of a little bit like you. He's got these thick glasses. He's kind of goofy looking big guy. At least he appears to be. And he doesn't even say that he has gender dysphoria. In fact, he says he doesn't. And uh, they don't care, man. They just fast track him on a Zoom call. They don't even meet the guy. They just fast track him for uh, for surgery, life-altering uh, gender surgery. Is this the uh, consultation with the nurse practitioner? I believe she, the, if, you're, if you're watching along with us, her face is shrouded. But she uh, has the conversation and, she, and they don't even want to consider other options or say, you know, let's take some time here. It's just like, oh, you think you might be a girl? Let's get in here and let's lop that thing off. It's just so disturbing. And it's the kind of thing that, again, happened in the dark, happened in the shadows for, for years. And it's being brought to the light. And every decent person, I mean, is there actually people out there who watch this and say, good, you know, that's good. 22 minutes. That's all you need on a zoom call to uh, go ahead with this life altering surgery, this procedure, which will sterilize you for life. There are not only people who think it's okay for this adult, but think children confused 13, 14 year olds should go through with this. I said this a hundred times in the last whatever month. I'll say it again. This is a winning issue. I'm not sure Donald Trump will embrace it. I'm not sure any other candidate other than DeSantis, perhaps, will put it at the forefront, but they should. There's no such thing as a reasonable, rational, compassionate, decent adult American who says, yes, we should be going through with this. We should double down. We need more gender clinics that get confused kids in there, girls, you know, who like sports or boys who play with dolls. Let's get them in here and let's change their life forever with surgery. It's ghoulish. It's, it's wrong. And I think the more we learn about it, the more the, they are exposed, the better it is for society as a whole. And the better it is, for Republicans, because Democrats, including the doddering old fool in the White House, they're all for this. You know, they'll just double down and say, you know, our trans- we, we see you to our transgender friends, our transgender community. We're here for you. Well, that's fine. If you want to, you know, whatever, put on a dress, change your name, go nuts. This has to stop. And it is stopping. It is being outlawed. It is being a exposed, which is refreshing. B, it's being outlawed. And C, it's being, uh, it's, it's, uh, the, the society as a whole, our culture as a whole is, is being absolutely appalled by it. How can you not 
make this an issue? How can you not fight this with everything you got? It just, it's just macabre. It's, it's, uh, it's ghoulish. It's depraved. It, it has to stop. Is this the conversation right here between the producer who, uh, what's his girl name? Chelsea Hussey. Chelsea, Chelsea Bussey. <laughs> Chelsea Bussey. What's your girl name going to be? Ironhead, you got one picked out? I uh, think you. Uh, Lolita. I'm going to be a Latina, I think. Yeah, that's a good idea. Be a Latina. I'm not sure you look the part, but it doesn't matter. They just want, they just want the uh, patients, subjects, so they can, uh, perform these grotesque procedures and ruin your and disfigure you and mutilate you, get you in, get you out. Let's get it done. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of this. Uh, I believe this nurse practitioner uh, talking to uh, Matt Walsh's producer, Chelsea Bussey. Go ahead. Um, so you currently on estrogen. You're taking six milligrams a day. Twice a day. Yeah, just, right, right. You got it. So you're taking um, 1.5 tablets yeah. today? Okay. Um, and then, I guess, the system, let's see if we can take a look at history. All right. Um, okay, so let's, let's kind of get into this a little bit. So you are seeking what surgery? Things that, things that are, ir- of course, you probably don't know, things that are irreversible when it comes to... Um, uh, estrogen-based therapy is breast development and testicular shrinkage, right? But there's always a possibility for hair growth to come back. That may that may change the orchiectomy. Once you stop, um, once you don't no longer have your testes, um, you no longer have the ability for your teeth to convert to BHT because you don't have as much teeth, right? So hair hair growth, facial and body hair may change after orchiectomy. Fat redistribution is affected by the estrogen. So you may have less of a change of fat distribution if you ever stop E, but you may it may change as a whole. So it, it's it's kind of it's kind of um it kind of does have a benefit without the spironolactone, but you still want to take you still probably would definitely want to take estrogen. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not complaining about the daily pills. Just to be clear, I'm compla- I'm just saying if it accelerates it, then it makes things faster. Then that's bad. You know, he doesn't even, he's not even totally invested in this. You know, he's, he doesn't really change his voice or his appearance. It doesn't matter. She doesn't even say, let's get you in here and take a look. You know, let's right. talk some more. 22 minutes, I believe it took her for, uh, for her to uh, recommend the surgery. That's what we're dealing with. Here's why it's an issue or should be a big issue is this is happening in red states across the country. Again, it just happened in uh, Texas, in Missouri. Uh, about 20 states have banned this ghoulish procedure for children, drugs or or surgery. There are other, another 20 states where it will never, ever happen. And not only that, they are changing the laws to make it easier for children. Children to get these procedures done without permission of their parents. We've seen it in California and I believe Oregon and Washington have come up with these, they have passed laws. They're like sanctuary laws where you can go there, say, I'm transgender, I want to go through the procedure, and they can't tell your parents. Your parents can't do anything about it. That's coming to a, a blue state near you. It's coming to Massachusetts, New York, uh, you know, Connecticut, 
So you will have this great divide where one side is determined to end it, stop it completely. And the other side is encouraging more of it. Which side do you want to be on? I mean, I understand that there are Democrats out there that want, you know, you know whatever, increased spending or on social programs or pro, pro-abortion or, or uh, just a pro-war like, like most Democrats. But do you really want to uh, die on this hill? You want to defend the practice of uh, castrating kids? That's your choice. That's why. The, uh, the the Republicans should make make this a big issue because those purple states or those uh, undecided swing voters, which side do you think they're going to take? I mean, you can't tell me some independent voter in Wisconsin or Pennsylvania or Georgia is going to say, yes, we need to castrate more kids. It is a 100% winning issue that should be embraced by every Republican. It's not really embraced by Trump. He'll be on board. He'll go along with it, but he really doesn't care. He's the one who said that Caitlyn Jenner could use whatever bathroom she wants in Trump tower. Uh, But he will, he'll stick his finger in the wind on this one for sure. And he'll try to steal some of DeSantis's thunder, but every, obviously every Republican is against this depends how vociferous how emphatic they are when they when they talk about it. That's going to be a be an issue. But uh, uh, we'll see how it goes when Ironhead books his appointment. You know what? Wait, I, mean, I know you don't really want to go through with this. So why don't you videotape it? And when they're ready, when they take the scalpel out and they're ready to, you know, remove your private parts, then you can say cut, cut. That's enough. But that'd be pretty wild to see that video to actually get to that point. Yeah, cut, cut would not be the word I would use. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it we're, we're done here i'm done video it'll go viral it'll be great i'm i'm looking forward to whatever matt walsh's his team his producers have next because they are just an unstoppable force and they're doing so much good you know you could say what you want about most of the uh, talking heads out there most of the the screeching pundits and podcasters, but they are changing the world. And it sounds like, you know, he's got the blessing of his bosses at daily wire and the green light to go for it. And they're just changing things, man. And that's good. And that's a, that's going to remain an issue. I hope because I don't think people actually thought about it till recently. Maybe we talked about it for years but the idea that some confused boy, you know, 14, 15-year-old boy thinks he's a girl and doctors and nurse practitioners tell him, yes, you're a girl. You were born in the wrong body, which is obscene, telling a confused kid that there's actually a girl inside you. You're not really a boy. Let's get the And then when they're done with him, he can never experience the joys of making love. He can never have children. He can never have a family. They completely alter, destroy the kid. And they do it in the name of gender ideology. And this is celebrated by just about every Democrat out there. I don't know why, if you're, if you're a Republican, why you don't scream about this, make it an issue, demand you debate it. Let's demand a debate. You against me, them against us and see which side the undecided voters, the moderate Democrats, or which, or the independents, see which side they come down on. I just can't even imagine any of them saying, yeah, we need more 
of this. We need we need to uh, adopt this uh, this insane procedure process where we get them in the hospital and get them under anesthesia and get them uh, get them surgery, change their life forever. And you know we'll see how it goes. There's really no long term studies that uh, reveal whether this is good, bad, or indifferent. There isn't because we've only recently been uh, castrating kids. But uh, it's a it's a big issue, and it's going to get bigger. And I think there are two kinds of people: there are decent, compassionate people who are appalled by this, disgusted by this, and then there are people who don't really know what's going on. And when they learn. Uh, there's also the the ghouls, the monsters who are pushing this on kids, but uh, I I think that's a very small minority. There's those people in the middle who are just kind of confused, and they hear, oh, oh yeah, dysphoria. That's kid, the kids confused. Let's uh, let's uh, let's you know get them in get them into surgery and get them out of surgery and get someone else in here. It's just it's insane. It's insane. But uh, I was good to hear. It was good to hear Mike Pence. Mike Pence say that he's against this, you know, surgery, sex chain surgery. He did a town hall. I watched about five minutes of it. Um, I wanted, I was going to start with this Mike Pence and Chris Christie. The, the two of them announced their candidacy this week. The two of them have one goal in mind. It's stop Trump. They just hate Trump. They offer nothing. They have no support. And I, I watched them both. Christie did his announcement in uh, New Hampshire, Pence in Iowa. And then Pence did a town hall with Dana Bash. So they start talking about gender ideology and he's saying, I'm against it. And I give him credit for that, I guess. And he says, if a kid can't get a tattoo, uh, why should we have, why should we give him sex change surgery? And Dana Bash says, oh, kids can get tattoos. And he looks at her like, what? <laughs> she thinks like, you know, 12 year olds can go in a tattoo parlor and get, you know, a snake on their neck. Uh, but I've seen lots of candidates, lots of fringe candidates, lots of long shot candidates, people with, you know, ulterior motives. They want to stop the incumbent. They need something to do. They want to raise money and maybe, you know, fly around in a private jet for a couple of months. There's all kinds of motivations for running for office. I've never seen a more hopeless candidate. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, Lyndon LaRouche or some fringe nut. I'm talking about politicians with resumes. Um, I've never seen a more hopeless candidacy than Mike Pence. His, his rollout was lifeless. He's lifeless. I mean, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's a legitimate, you know, good Christian family man. We know famously that he will not meet with another woman without his wife there. If alcohol is being served, that's his rule. You know, he seems like a good father, a good husband, a good grandfather. What is the point of this? He doesn't even have the ability, like Christie does, of inflicting any damage on Trump. He doesn't have the charisma. He doesn't have the wit. He can't win, although he's polling higher than I saw, higher than I thought. His last poll, he had 6%. I thought he'd be around one or two. Here's my question. Give me a prototypical, give me a person out there who you would, who you would classify as a Pence voter. I I can't think of one. I mean, devout Christians, evangelicals, they've come, they've made their peace with Trump. They support Trump because Trump supports them. They know Trump is not a, 
a, a moral you know, beacon who's, they know Trump's been married three times and he's got porn stars in his past and he, you know, he's not, he's not known as a devout Christian, but they know he fights for them. So they supported him in 16, they supported him in 20 and most of them are going to support him in 24. And if they're not, they like DeSantis. Um, that's, you know, those are the two guys, the two real viable uh, contenders. Who supports Mike Pence? I know he was a congressman. I know he was a vice president. I know he was a talk show host, which I can't even envision how, the, how that went on the Mike Pence show. <laughs> but he's incredibly stiff and dull and just um, lifeless, boring. How does this work when he hits the trail? How did they even get a crowd to show up for his announcement? I watched a few minutes of this town hall and I've seen a couple of town halls. I saw obviously Trump with uh, Kristen uh, Collins. I saw Trump with the Hannity. I saw Nikki Haley did a town hall and there were cheers and she's got some energy. She can't win either. But Trump Pence has no supporters. He has people who like him and respect him. He has people who think he did the right thing on January 6th. That's debatable. But he has nobody, I mean nobody, who thinks he would be a good president or even thinks he could win uh, the, the office. I mean, I understand he has nothing else to do. He, he was vice president for four years. He's out of office. He's, uh, you know, whatever he's doing, what, uh, he's hanging with his family, his wife, his grandkids. So he's looking for something to do. But tell me, what kind of person thinks what kind of Republican thinks this is the best choice. So he's trailing, he's getting 5% Trump's up at 50% under what kind of scenario could he, you know, make a move and leap over DeSantis and, and, and really uh, make it interesting with Trump. There's just no way there's no scenario. So why is he doing it? I, I, I guess he hates Trump at this point. He feels like Trump betrayed him. Trump blamed him for what happened on uh, what he blamed him for the election results that he wouldn't throw the uh, throw the results back to the states for, uh, for verification. He says he was loyal to the Constitution, whatever. I don't think it would have mattered. But now he thinks he's going to run and beat Trump. And I can't even I mean, he's losing to Vivek Ramaswamy for good reason. Ramaswamy's got energy. He's got ideas. He's a very successful businessman. He's got a lot to offer. This guy is just put you to sleep. Do we have any sound from him with uh, this in this town hall? Town halls generally have a little energy. You know, the crowd is there. They want to cheer you. They are, they generally support you or they're thinking of supporting you. There's not one person in this audience who's going to vote for him. Not one. And it's a CNN town hall. So you're expecting a little bit of, you know, a little bit of energy, a little tension. There's none of it. I mean, it's just so lifeless. It's almost like a, a parody of a candidate. He looks like a parody. And by the way, yesterday was his uh, 20, I mean, his, uh, I think it was yesterday, two days ago, his uh, 64th birthday. I thought he was 70. So I thought he was 73 or something. He's a really old 64. He's 64 and he looks older than Trump. Mm. I mean, is uh, another guy where you can't really use the age card because he looks so old and sounds old and sounds lifeless. But watch a little bit of this and, and tell me. I know it's not a big deal, not a big story. He's irrelevant. But what does he think he's going to accomplish? Go ahead. 
the Constitution well, of the sir, United States. Sir, on that, Donald Trump says he is, quote, inclined to pardon many members of the mob who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Those people were, of course, part of the same mob who built gallows and chanted about wanting to hang you. Would you consider pardoning any of them? You know, on the day of January 6th, I issued a tweet demanding that people leave the Capitol and end the violence. And I said that those that failed to do that should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And I continue to believe that today. We cannot ever allow what happened on January 6th to happen again in the heart of our democracy. And I'll stand by the decisions and the due process of court in our laws. And uh, I, I have no interest or no intention of pardoning those that, that assaulted police officers or vandalized our capital. They need to be answerable to the law. Not, not, not a clap, not a cheer, not a yeah. Not, I mean, riveting. He's such a fool. Think of this. She's setting him up. Obviously, she's you know trying to trip him up. Obviously, she hates everything. Everyone that went to the Capitol on January six. She's not talking, or he shouldn't be talking about people who assaulted the cops or broke windows. Hundreds and hundreds of people are were arrested, charged, jailed for nonviolent offenses for parading, for walking. There's one guy who spent thirty six seconds. In, uh, I, I just read about it. I forget his name. He was inside the Capitol for 36 seconds, left, broke nothing, hit nobody. He's looking at 90 days in jail, three months for walking in an open door and walking out 36 seconds later. If he had talked, if he had said that, if he said, forget the people who, who assaulted cops and broke, broke stuff, the hell with them. But there are hundreds of people who've been persecuted, have been railroaded because they are, they're not Biden voters. You could have made an impassioned plea for, for them, for freeing or pardoning them. And he would have got cheers. People would have, it would have gone viral, but he's such a lifeless, boring, nobody. You just sit there and say, uh, there's no place for violence and I would not pardon them. Well, what about the old ladies who, taking selfies. What about them? That's what we're talking about here. He punished them the most. Punch <laughs> cops. And, and, he, and, he, and it's an easy, it's a layup and he can't do it. He was mentioning his tweet. So while he was talking, I, I found his Twitter. He has 5.7 million followers. Can you imagine following reading by here's his last tweet. Happy 38th anniversary to my best friend and love of my life. Karen Pence. I'm so honored to walk through life with you, especially as we enter a new chapter. You are the greatest blessing of my life. I mean, (laughs) this guy is just, he's a, he's a cliche is what he is. Progress, progress though. He didn't call her mother. So that's nice. That's a good point. Yeah. And he's got this dorky picture. Oh, he's wishing uh, condolences to Pat Robertson, of course, who passed away at 93. And it just, I mean, his, his, his Twitter feed is as boring as you'd expect. And I'm not asking for everyone to be as crazy as Trump, but have a little life. You know, you're running for president for some reason. I guess it's good because this will give Trump someone, someone else to just, you know, destroy on the, on the debate stage, if there are debates. Um, but at, at the same time, Chris Christie enters the race, again, with no chance to win, with no supporters, they put him in a room up in New Hampshire. I don't know where they got the people to uh, 
to fill that room. I think our friend John Featherston was in the crowd. I was there. You were in the crowd? Yeah, yeah. I should have yeah. went with the microphone and interviewed people. How do they even find people to come in there and pretend to be Christie supporters? Now, he adds an element because he's, you know, he's loud, obnoxious, and, and morbidly obese. He's kind of has a little bit of life to him, and he will attack Trump, and Trump will fire back, and it'll be somebody else for Trump to go after besides DeSantis. So that's good. But why do you do this when you know you have zero chance of of uh, winning the office or getting the nomination and zero chance of being selected as vice president? I don't think Pence or Christie is going to be Trump's choice or DeSantis's choice and zero chance of being in the cabinet. So you got like Vivek, he probably won't be the nominee, won't be president, but there's a bunch of reasons for him to run. First of all, he's got ideas. He's got energy. He loves it. Secondly, he could be Trump's VP. He's done a lot of, uh, of attacking of DeSantis on Trump's behalf, which leads some people to believe they may already, have, may already have a deal. He could be in the cabinet or he could be a viable candidate in 2028. Those, none of those things apply to Christie or Pence. It makes no sense why they're in the race, why they're doing this why they're dragging people along. It's it just, I, I guess they, they, they have nothing else to do. Other than that, I don't get it. So P- Pence hates Trump, right? Pence feels burned by Trump. Do you really think you're going to get him back, Mike, in this, in this campaign? You're going to have no crowds, no rallies, you know, no real you know, provocative interviews. You're not going to make news. You're not going to garner any support. And if you get in a debate stage with Trump, he'll destroy you. You're not going to hurt him. It's just pathetic. I don't know why these people can't. I mean, I'll give Dan Quayle credit forever. Dan Quayle was a, was a really pathetic vice president, just over out of his league, overmatched. But he just went away. You know, when he was done, he didn't hang around and, you know, get him run for office over and over again. He just went away. I'm sure he plays a lot of golf. You know, he's, he's apparently, you know, financially secure. He just said, I'm, I'm done here. I'm moving on. These losers, Christie and Pence and some of the others, the, the governor of North Dakota, I, I can't, I've seen him, you know, I've seen little clips of him a hundred times. I can't even remember his name. What do you, why are you there? What do you, what do you want? Is this a, Pence clip from his announcement. Yeah, this is him talking about Trump. I, I titled this Pence Needs Warm Milk. <laughs> look at the look at the logo. Look at the face. Look at the suit. Look at the whatever the website. Tell me anything that looks at all, you know, creative or at all appealing. There's just nothing. I've never seen I'm qualifying it. I'm saying people who have credentials. I've never seen a guy with credentials who is who is a worse candidate for office. I mean, there's just nothing appealing about him. I don't hate him. Hell, if I hated him, that would be, that'd be something. I don't like him. I don't hate him. I don't care about him. It's like, he's just so, he's just such a, he's like some character actor who appears in, in movies and you don't know who he is and you don't care. You just see him and go, Oh, that guy. Yeah, whatever. That guy. He thinks like people are going to go in the voting booth, look for his name and Vote for him? Who? Let's let's watch. Maybe he can convince me. This is his uh, announcement when he uh, when he declared for uh, his, his candidacy. Go ahead. 
As I've said many times, on that fateful day, President Trump's words were reckless. They endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol. But the American people deserve to know that on that day, President Trump also demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. Now voters will be faced with the same choice. I chose the Constitution, and I always will. <laughs> He's, he, uh. he, he was about to say, you can clap now to the Jeb Bush thing and say, okay, I thought you might clap for me. He nods his head and says, could you please give me a little applause? Please clap. So I chose the Constitution. Most of the voters, you know, they feel like they know the election was rigged. I'm not saying by the, you know, Wisconsin legislature. I'm saying by big tech and the media. They don't, you know, they don't support you on this, Mike. You're just so, and you're so, here's, and and, and Greg Kelly was saying this last night on uh, Newsmax. These two guys are both Former Trumpkins, former Trump supporters, allies. They're both lawyers. They're both smart. I guess they both have connections. They both have credentials. You know what they could be doing really effectively? Out front, in front of the cameras, fighting for Trump. Trump's about to be indicted. If you think any Republican voter, even if it's someone like me supporting DeSantis, is is okay with Trump being indicted, is okay with the two-tier justice system, with this out of control Merrick Garland DOJ going after uh, enemies of Biden, there's nobody out there who's going to support you on that. You should be fighting for Trump, even if you don't like him. You know this is a travesty. You know this is a joke. And if you were to go out there and fight hard for Trump, you would win over his people. You'd win over lots of Republicans, and maybe you could run next time, or maybe you could you know be in the cabinet if you're Christie. But the idea that these people, and they will, Pence and uh, Christie, and uh, they'll they'll sit on the sidelines when Trump gets indicted, which we can get to because it's just so insane what we're living through in this country right now. We'll get to that. Uh, we got the smoke. We got we got smoke. Um, everybody talking about smoke, wildfires in Canada, and you know what that means the 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 idiots and the liars and the and the snake oil salesmen in Washington are telling you. Climate change. We need more. We need to raise taxes, spend more money, give more power to idiots like AOC and Ed Markey because there's a wildfire in Canada. These people have no shame. We got a great battle out in California. The Armenians versus Antifa. I guess you don't have to guess whose side I'm on, but I think it's important. I think it's more more significant than you think. And we get the dumbest thing. I think Dan Lebetard, he said a lot of dumb things. The dumbest thing he's ever said, talking about Jokic, Nikola Jokic, who's just a fascinating player, a great player, a, a historic player, and he's just dominating the NBA finals. And uh, Lebetard says everyone hates him. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, but uh, We'll we'll uh, let you hear from him from him. But first, 
The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you real money. Start enjoying your home again and get several Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Right now, you could save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for home hole protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code JERRY to save $200. That's G-E-R-R-Y. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code JERRY. Shipping is free. I, I don't know why I let these people bother me, Ironhead. I don't know why. I knew when they said there was a wildfire, the smoke was coming over New York, and it's a little bit in Boston and D.C., and they're canceling. They canceled, what, the Yankees, the Phillies, and they canceled the WNBA game. Uh, the WNBA game, which really disappointed both of their fans. I'm sure they were hoping, you know, to go to the game. Isn't the WNBA indoors? Mm-hmm. Last I checked, it was an indoor sport, correct? Correct, yep. They canceled Hamilton on Broadway. I thought that was indoors, too. Thank God. So there's smoke from a fire outside in their can. And I guess I should expect this, but... You see smoke from a wildfire in Canada, which happens every few years. Uh, there's been, you know, there's been wildfires mm-hmm. for as long as there's been forests. There are more now because uh, environmentalists don't want to clear the forests and manage the forest, but whatever, it's their choice. So we have wildfires. It's kind of a natural thing that happens, been happening since the beginning of time. As soon as you see the smoke, as soon as you see the report on, on the news or on Twitter, you say, oh, here we go, and they do not ever disappoint. You name it, AOC, Ed Markey, all the idiots on CNN. CNN has an actual climate change correspondent who's a total whack job who blames everything on climate change and says we have, you know, whatever, five years to live. I haven't, I haven't seen as Greta Thunberg tweeted about the, about the, but you know, you know what these people have in common, the people, uh, the weathermen, the politicians, they're, they're idiots. And I don't mean just average run of the day. I mean, they're just not smart people. We all agree. AOC is a dummy. Ed Markey's a dummy. Bernie Sanders is a dummy. I mean, they don't understand the science. They don't even care about the science. They just see something pertaining to weather. And they say, there it is, climate change. We must do something. About, I mean, Joe Biden, we all agree, is a dummy. He's tweeting about the climate crisis as if that's a real thing, that if we don't do something. Okay, what would you do to stop a forest fire in Quebec, AOC? What would you do? Oh, uh, we would get rid of fossil fuels. Okay. <laughs> we get rid of fossil fuels. We destroy the economy. We go back to, you know, whatever. We go back to pre-industrial age. We'll all ride horses. Oh, no, we can't do that. Horses fart. Um what would you do to stop a forest fire in Quebec? You know what the only solution is? The only thing they always propose? More money, more taxes, more power 
for AOC and Bernie Sanders and Ed Markey. Ed Markey. This is all, this always disappoints me why more people don't laugh these fools off the stage. Is this the Bloomberg reporter? Yep. This is the Bloomberg reporter telling you, you know, we there's smoke here in New York City. We need to, we need action or the earth is going to, we're all going to die. It's just, when do we stop listening to these fools? Let's, let's listen. A guy with a gas can running around setting these wildfires, as I think a lot of you apparently think. There are hundreds of wildfires across thousands of miles of Canadian wilderness. No one Antifa guy is going to be able to accomplish that. And they all started at different times, too. Uh, and unfortunately, this season has just begun. The problem with this climate denialism is it distracts us from the real issue, which is that we've got to keep the planet from heating up much more than it already has, or else this kind of destruction and disruption will become the new normal. Breathing, the very act of breathing, will become a luxury. And is that really the price we're willing to pay just to keep burning fossil fuels? <laughs> Hopefully having all this stuff in our faces will change some minds and make real action more possible. I think it should anyway. <laughs> this is an actual reporter, quote-unquote, for Bloomberg. Breathing will become a luxury. Breathing. So they had forest fires. I believe the biggest one, there was a famous one in 1785 that covered New England in smoke, total darkness. What caused that, you idiot? Was it fossil fuels? Because we weren't using too many fossil fuels then. They don't care. They, and it's one thing to be a f- con artist, which is John Kerry, Al Gore. They're, they're con artists. They're getting rich, living high on the hog, selling the snake oil. This guy's just an idiot. You know, he's just someone who bought into this nonsense. He probably learned it in college and he turned it in the newsroom and said, uh, if we, we don't have the luxury of living with fossil fuels, you know what would happen if we eliminated fossil fuels, you moron? I mean, the, the, our entire economy would come to a screeching halt. There'd be starvation and death. He didn't care about that. It's, it's smoggy in New York. He needs he need action. <laughs> Or we're, we need action or Greta with Thunberg's going to be right. What did she say? Uh, what do we got? 15. Uh, I think we have 14 days left. Greta Thunberg said five years ago, June 19th, I believe we're all going to die. That's oh, less or that's less than two weeks. Maybe 11 we're days. Oh, she no. was right. Wow. Look, it's happening. That's the true. Um, she it, called it. The only thing she said on Twitter is she retweeted uh, a little video of the New York skyline. And, and says, we have to do something. We have to get rid of fossil fuels. Do we have that idiot Bernie Sanders? All people think he's like smart and savvy. He's just a moron. He's just a lazy, you know, freeloading leech. He's never worked a day in his life. He's got three houses and millions of dollars. and Titanium hips. <laughs> Here he is. Didn't waste any time. The smog rolled into D.C. and he said, this is it. Climate change. We got to get off of fossil fuels or we're all going to die. What do you care? You're 82 years old. What do you give a damn? Stop with the snake oil. Stop with the, with the, with the con, which is what this is. Let's listen to this old fool. So what you're looking at is major forest fires in Canada, which are a direct result of climate change and the dryness of the forests. I got bad news for you. And it's only going to get worse. He looks like crap. And our job now is to do everything that we can to wake up this Congress, to wake up the American people, to demand that we fundamentally transform our energy system away from fossil fuel, cut carbon emissions significantly, not only here in the United States, in China, all over the world. 
yeah. Or else we're not going to have much of a planet to leave to our we're, kids. We're not going to have a planet and we have to cut emissions. Okay, we could cut emissions 100%. Just stop. Get to net zero right now. China doesn't give a damn. Mm-mm. You know, India, Africa, they don't care. Russia. Yeah, let's get Russia on board. Hey, Vlad, Putin, what do you say? We cut our admissions and save the planet. These are not serious people. This guy is a clown. He he thrives on just, just uh, fooling young, stupid, naive, vulnerable people into thinking, you know, this is the way we have to get rid of fossil fuels. What if we got rid of all our fossil fuels? Would China care? Would India care? Russia? No, of course not. So how would that affect the dryness of the planet? Why do we listen to these fools? Why do we even take them seriously? It's just embarrassing. Shut up, you old commie. You're making that up. You have no science to support it. And and even if you did, you have no solution. There is no solution. Let's let's get rid of fossil. Let's drive electric cars. Then the forest fires will go away. As Nancy Pelosi said, Mother Nature is mad at us. We're Mother Nature, can't you see? Mother Nature's mad at us because we drive SUVs and eat hamburgers. Oh, what just annoying people. Just go away. All right, we got to move. I got to, we got to get to this uh, Lebetard thing. And uh, Rory, Rory McElroy's talking again. Uh, let's, uh, I want to get to the Trump indictment too. But uh, uh, let me let's do our next sponsor, and then we'll get to the uh, to the NBA and uh, and the uh, what do we we just call it the PGA Tour now? There's no more live nothing. It's just PGA. I have. Tour I still backed. have no idea. <laughs> it's the PGA Tour with billions and billions of Saudi money, Saudi money behind it. And uh, you know what? Once we talked about it obviously yesterday in depth, but once once the smoke clears use an apt analogy here today it's going to be fascinating just to watch all these guys next week at the u.s open the victors the guys that made all the money mickelson and uh, watch uh, uh brooks kepker and bryson dechambeau who walked away with hundreds of billions of dollars competing against guys who got lied to and fooled and got nothing it's what a what a wild dynamic that's going to be it's going to be tense and that's good for golf but uh, we're going to do that and more but first did you know that over the last 10 years the inflation rate has risen 300 percent? that's right 300 percent. it's now at a 40 year high when inflation is out of control it's gold that comes to the rescue gold also protects you against rising interest rates the devaluation of the dollar and a recession Protect your savings and insure yourself against a volatile market with the only asset that rises when the economy falters, gold. Gold is so popular, central banks are stockpiling it at the fastest pace ever in recorded history. Just ask my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold, the one universal currency that always retains its value. Allegiance Gold possesses the highest ratings in the industry. Five stars with TrustLink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. For added peace of mind, you can even opt to have your gold delivered securely right to your front door. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithgoldnow.com today 
or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Ensure your future financial stability with the company that consumers trust, Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithgoldnow.com or call 844-790-9191. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people, if you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase. Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right. You know what? We won't uh, get too, too, too much on the Trump indictment. Here's all you need to know. Joe Biden is a criminal. Joe Biden is, uh, it is alleged, and I think credibly alleged, that he took bribes as vice president, took millions in bribes to affect policy, which means, by the way, Barack Obama had full knowledge of this, but uh, that's a story for another day. Uh, the Congress is going to get to see the document from the whistleblower alleging Biden took bribes, which means an indictment is imminent, an indictment of Donald Trump. That's how it's going to work. Once the heat really it comes uh, surrounds Joe Biden, it's time to indict his rival. That's gotta- the kind of country... That's the banana republic we live in now. That's my prediction. In a couple days, we're all going to learn the details of the bribery scandal involving Joe Biden, which means time to indict Trump on federal charges, which uh, for uh, taking some classified documents home to his highly secure home in Florida. Greg Kelly, by the way, has a great theory on this. It was all a setup. It's a good theory because every other president has an office set up near his home. That's what the National Archives does. They did it for Obama. They did it for Bush, Clinton. They set up an office near their home where they can keep all the documents, keep it secure. And if they need to need them, they can go see them. They didn't do it for Trump. They told Trump, just bring him to your house. It's a big house. We're good with that. When he brought it to his house, um, eight months later, is that what it would be? They, uh, they raided his home and arrested him. So could be a setup. Wouldn't surprise me. That's the way the Biden regime operates. But uh, let's get to more serious matters. I have to admit, I am watching the NBA finals and I'm watching it for one reason above all others. Nikola Jokic, Jokic is a fascinating player to watch. He really is. I, I, you know, we come up with comparisons. It's kind of what we do when we watch sports comparisons. I, he reminds me of bird, a little bit of magic. He just sees the court. I know he's big. I know he's strong. I know he's a center, but he just has that vision. He sees cutters. He sees guys who are open shooters that nobody else sees. He can shoot. He can score. He can post up. 
team. Rebounds, he had another triple-double last night in Denver's win. He's just, uh, let me see what he did last night. Yeah, he and uh, Jamal Murray, who's great, mm-hmm. both had triple-doubles. He had 32 points, 10 assists, 21 rebounds uh, in 44 minutes. He's just a dominant, great, great player. He won two MVPs. He should have won a third. Probably the reason he didn't is because Kendrick Perkins went on ESPN and said he's only, you know, the media is only going to vote for him because he's white. The NBA media is like 75% black, uh, but he didn't care. He made that up, accused people of being racist. It helped um, Joel Embiid win the award, but now we're seeing that Jokic is a better player. He's a better player than anybody. He's the best player in the NBA. He's dominant. He's great, and he's fascinating to watch. I couldn't believe that anybody would disagree. I mean, if you like basketball, you got to love watching this guy play. So there used to be more players like this, players who, who enjoyed passing and setting their teammates up and seeing the court and thinking two steps ahead like it's a chess game. That's Jokic. Dan Lebetard, who is one of the great race hustlers in the media who uh, – makes everything about race and, you know, everything about uh, white white supremacy and everything else, probably agreed with Kendrick Perkins that Jokic only won the MVP because he's white, actually says, do we have this sound? Actually says he's not fun to watch and people hate him. Hate? Nicole, I mean, I mean, maybe the Lebertard doesn't watch basketball. Maybe he doesn't know anything about it. Probably doesn't if that's what he thinks, but... I can't believe anybody could actually say that. Can we listen to this? You got a player who's foreign who, if he were American, good God, would he be a star. Good God. Same personality. Same exact personality. Holy. Would that, a white dude dominating the NBA? Yeah, but it's a white dude, but we don't understand or know him. Where does he come from? Oh, shit. What's his past? What? His brothers. What? What is all that? All that is rugged beyond all of your belief. Here to get the money, dominating the sport with an assortment of survival skills that make him someone who feel like he's joylessly tearing apart your league because he can (laughs) with his armpits. You're making him out to be Rambo. He is! (laughs) You guys are telling me. You know what? Rambo could not pull this one off. He's magic and bird and America hates him. What? What are we doing with Jokic that Cody and Stugatz can publicly come by that opinion without apology? That that Jokic is no fun to watch. Listen, it might be aesthetically pleasing to you guys. It's not to me, and it's not to Greg Cody, and it's not to many, many other people who are watching the NBA Finals. They I, just they don't want to see his game. That's just so, not true. <laughs> so, so it's not Lebetard. It's one of his sidekicks um, who says he's not aesthetically pleasing. Not only is that not true, that's the absolute opposite of the truth. He is absolute, he is 100% aesthetically pleasing. And Lebertard's the one that said, people hate him? Who the hell hates him? And if he were American, they would love him? What the hell is he talking about? That is just so, that's not just so wrong. It's it is stupid. very wrong because he's got, he's got two hitmen brother that sit courtside every day. It's awesome. And at any moment, they'll just jump you. <laughs> and I think, I think he has charisma. I think he has it. And he says he's magic and bird and America hates him. What, what are you talking about? What are you watching? 
So one guy on this show says America hates him. And the other guy says that he's no fun to watch. This is a sports show. This is, this is their depth of knowledge on basketball that, that he's no fun to watch and people hate him. What are they talking about? That is so bizarre. I, I mean, obviously Lebertard doesn't like him because he's white. That's Lebertard's only criteria. But the other guy says that he's no fun to watch. I mean, he, I can't stop watching him. You can't take your eyes off him. He's a great, great player, a dominant player. And he does it uniquely. There's nobody doing what he does. There's no, I've never seen anybody that I would compare him to again. He's bird in many ways, but he's a center. He's a seven footer. He's hitting threes. He's playing and he's, he's rebounding. He's setting up his teammates. He's, and I, every time I tweet about him, they say, what about Bill Walton or Jack Sigma? I go, what about him? This guy goes coast to coast. He dribbles. He, he takes a rebound, takes it coast to coast, goes around his back, makes some incredible dish. I'm sorry. I like Bill Walton. He never did that. No. <laughs> this guy is unlike anyone else. He's great to watch. And these guys are on drugs. I don't know what the hell they're taking on that show, but that is just insane. But all right, we got to go. Rory McElroy says that maybe some of the guys who uh, were convinced were dissuaded from jumping to live. They should give him some money. They should compensate him. And the, and you know, what was good about this? is he said, not me. I was never offered anything. I don't want anything. But some of the other guys, you know, like like Hideki Matsus, Matsuyama, who turned down $400 million, you might want to throw a little coin his way or he's going to be pissed. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard Hideki was offered as much as 600 so he's, he was oh offered God. a pretty big bag. And I know these guys are, you know, Hideki's probably already got a half a billion, but still, you were lied to. And you missed out on 400 or Tiger's case. And I just checked no word from Tiger yet. That is the best get right now. Everybody at golf channel at ESPN are calling in all their favors, trying to get Tiger to talk about this. Cause he just must be disgusted and he's not a player really anymore. So you can't get him. It's not available at all these tournaments. That's going to be interesting to hear what Tiger has to say about Jay Monahan and the people who sold him out. But, I'll be watching. I want I want Rory in contention this week. I want him in contention because the pressure's on. And it'll be great to see if he can come through under under even more pressure than usual. And then next week, U.S. Open, which will be great. Oh, by the way, there's a great Babylon B tweet. The ten new rules for PGA now that Live is partnered with <laughs> now that the Saudis. You got to see it. You got to see it. You miss a three foot putt, they chop off one of your hands. <laughs> um, every tournament there's going to be one suicide bobber in the crowd <laughs> it's uh, pretty edgy you might even call it offensive but I laughed anyway let's leave it there for today uh, one of these days we'll get to Jamie Raskin the biggest lion snake in the whole congress but uh, not today we will leave it there thanks for listening everyone I'm Jerry Callahan this is the Callahan Show and we'll do it again tomorrow Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.
Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.